My name is Scott Challoner and you are tuning in to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of this programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's show by Richard Beforth, Director of Sussex Print Management, a full lifecycle print brokerage business. Um, Richard, very warm welcome to yourself and by all means, thanks for joining us on the programme. Thank you, Scott, and good morning. Good morning to you, Richard. Um, it's a fantastic having you back. It's not the first time you, uh, you've joined us on this programme, of course. And the last time that you were with us, uh, way back in April 2020, um, you were actually on the back of a record year for the business, but obviously the country was then in the very early stages of the first COVID lockdown. And obviously hindsight is a wonderful thing. Who knew what could have followed? Um, you did tell us, um, obviously at that time, that trying to kind of predict the next 12 months at that point would be kind of a futile exercise and it would just be about making the best of what was thrown at you. So um, I suppose my question to you now is, um, what sort of challenges did you face over the last uh, couple of years? And um, how indeed have you managed to uh, to get over some of those hurdles? Well, those two and a quarter or so years ago seem uh, seem almost a lifetime. So many things happened very quickly, and I think it was a great example about how an agile company with agile leadership can adapt. We did cope. We did, in fact, prosper. Uh, we changed a set of our products. Our client base stopped printing things, or rather stopped ordering printed things. Um, Promotional products went completely off a cliff. But we had other opportunities within our client base that said, we'd like you to help us with other challenges that we've got during the pandemic. And we ended up supplying, quite randomly, some 75,000 cardboard boxes to companies that required them. And that was the agility that because of the model we have as a business, we were able to do. We kept going quite okay in that sense um, during the first lockdown. And then in common with, I think, probably a lot of businesses, we uh, took a bit of a stock check before the autumn. And then things started to get back to some semblance of normality again. But it was a very tricky time, no question at all, and I wouldn't want to go through it again. <laughs> I think um, everybody would share that sentiment as well, Richard. It's not something we want to uh, to live through again, absolutely right. And um, you mentioned there that the, obviously the company was quite agile and you were able to prosper during COVID, but I suppose even um, though the business ended up doing quite well, it probably was sort of a very difficult time in terms of when you were thinking of the course you wanted to take and trying to be sort of nimble on your feet to be adaptable. I imagine there was quite a lot of sort of anxiety in-house at times. And what was it like sort of managing that side of things and keeping the morale high during a crisis such as the pandemic? It was inevitably tricky. Uh, The team, whether they be direct or indirect, wanted to know more what was going on than I was able to give them. And that wasn't that I I didn't want to share with them. But I just simply didn't know any more than mm. anybody else. I think we we all had a fairly clear impression that our national leaders were making things up as they went along. Some of that wasn't very well managed. Some of that was terribly communicated. But nobody had ever been in this position before. And I don't think there was too much personal criticism that they were literally making things up. 
And if they didn't know, they probably should have said, I don't know a bit more than they did. And that's certainly what I did with my team. It is better, I think, to make a decision than just drift with inertia. But if you don't know, it's not always easy to make a decision. That's exactly right, isn't it? I think the pandemic really exposed sort of our vulnerability as leaders, didn't it? Because people were looking at us for answers to the situation that was at hand and because it's you know so unprecedented the answers weren't always there and it just goes to show that even in those positions we're not infallible and it is okay sometimes just to say that I simply don't know but you have got to try and make difficult decisions in difficult circumstances haven't you? We have and I think the key thing is for any leader is to be accountable if you don't know you don't know and that's fine but if you're honest with your team and tell them that and you say But as soon as I do know, I will let you know I am accountable for what happens in the business and what happens with your your employment and your future and your your um, uh, financial situation, how much I can afford to pay you and so on. I think you become a much more credible leader if you do that. And I was able to do that because I didn't really have any uh, any embarrassment about saying I don't know when I didn't. Exactly right. And. It can, it can be difficult to do that and just acknowledge that, you know, you don't know because businesses do tend to have longevity plans. It's like planning month, um, months ahead, planning years ahead in many cases. And because you didn't necessarily know what was going to be happening toward even the end of that week, the pandemic made that forward planning incredibly difficult, didn't it? So that was a huge hurdle that we all had to kind of overcome in that way. It was a huge hurdle. It was the week of the first lockdown. Uh, I was given an opportunity by... Uh, by a a friend more than a client to say, I work for somebody that requires some cardboard boxes for a project to deliver next week some food parcels. Are you able to help? And because I was able to help with a very small number, or it felt a large number at the time, but it turned out to be a small number, uh, on a good commercial basis for his employer, that mushroomed and what started off as uh, an order for 400 cardboard boxes which within the packaging industry is is a very small amount uh within a week had mushroomed to could i deliver 10,000 and over the next 6 months we did 75,000 and i think the agility but also the fact that i was able to negotiate directly with this new client the client got confidence in that, that there wasn't a whole raft of steps that had to be gone through. Mm. Decisions could be made quickly. I would be accountable. If I agreed a pound for uh, 100 boxes or for one box, that was my neck on the line, and I was able to do that. And I think leaders need to be accountable. They certainly do, and they need to certainly make those very, very quick decisions. And we found as well that those that have been brave enough to go and do that, um, even sort of in times where they've had to be agile and they've had to do something out of necessity, it's opened up new business pathways, hasn't it, that maybe they've kind of kept open even since social restrictions have ended. Um, Has that been the case for yourselves, Richard? Have any opportunities that have come up during COVID been something that you have followed through on and are now sort of a permanent part of the way that Sussex Print Management does business? Unfortunately not. Um, the opportunity for the boxes and the, the, the other packaging that we did was directly linked to the pandemic. Since then, we've 
come back to fairly normal levels of business. I know a lot of uh, hospitality sector businesses and so on are definitely still struggling. But we're back to fairly normal levels now, pre-2020. Um, we had a fantastic year in 19 and 20. Uh, and we're back to pretty much those levels now. People are doing marketing again. They are printing. They are doing promotional merchandise. They are moving offices. Obviously, some of those are downsizing because there's an awful lot of people working from home now. But that has given opportunities for myself and my team to support lots of uh, people around Sussex uh, uh, in order to progress their own commercial opportunities. Mm. Unfortunately, the pandemic itself, although it does seem a long time ago and it was a blip, um, hasn't delivered any long-term opportunities for Sussex print management. But you never know, that might change. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting as well that, you know, as more people are working from home and, and obviously are reassessing what they're doing commercially, it has opened some opportunities for you because we obviously hear about sort of that hybrid working format. We hear of some positives on kind of the well-being side, but it is a bit of a double edged sword, isn't it? Because there is a knock on effect on transport and on sort of local businesses when there isn't that footfall going into sort of town and city centre areas and commuting to office spaces. So um, it is Definitely, and I think yeah. there's, a, there's also it's a double-edged sword as far as the workforce is concerned. Mm. I think there is a definite um, loss to team working if you are all working from home. There is something about working in a team, in a group of desks, in the same office, in the same building, whatever, that makes the camaraderie of working together much better and much more effective. I don't doubt at all that there are many people that will say, well, if I don't have an hour's commute in the morning and an hour's commute in the afternoon, my work-life balance is better and therefore I'm a better worker in the, in the space in between those two commutes. But I do think that it's not just a blank check in favour of the employee. The employer needs to make sure that they are still employing effective teams. And I don't think working from home full time allows for that yeah it's all about trust isn't it if you implement that on a full-time basis and some businesses have seen you know productivity has gone up but others have seen the inverse so i think it's right to say that one size doesn't fit all with this i mean it depends on the business it depends on the team and as you mentioned having that communal space where teams come together and not just obviously share camaraderie and team build but also idea share that's also incredibly important because those, I think, water cooler moments, as they refer to them on the other side of the pond in the US, um, yeah. they, they help drive innovations, don't they? Vital innovations. Absolutely. And that is vital, not just for businesses to make sure that they're viable today, but to give ideas that they're going to be viable and even better than that. Hopefully they'll prosper tomorrow. And... Yeah, I think if all of your meetings, all of your conversations are structured around teams or meetings or whatever other video conferencing calls you do, I do think that you lose something. And that's where our managers and our leaders, and I think I mentioned last time about how much I think those two things are different. I think that's where our managers and our leaders have really got a big challenge over the next few months, even years, to come back with ideas of ways um, of hybrid working that are 
also effective for the company as well as being effective for the individual. Exactly right. And obviously, business being able to thrive is going to be a key priority for the government and for the leaders of this country over the next few months and indeed years, because obviously we're kind of come out of the frying pan with COVID and then into the fire with rampant inflation with the cost of living crisis. So that's the latest challenge we're having to deal with. And um, I know that um, it's always difficult to kind of see what the future might hold Richard but I'm hoping it will be easier than the last time that we asked you that question so in the current climate I mean I suppose I'd like an idea of what your ambitions are business-wise over this sort of next 12 months and maybe what you can foresee for the future now that Covid has gone away. I don't want it to appear as though there's a lack of ambition here but I think consolidation is probably the word that I would uh, I would promote at the moment. Mm. If, as a result of what we have going on, as you say, with the cost of living crisis, we've obviously got a huge political situation with a new prime minister going to be appointed uh, over the summer. We don't know what the economic prospects of each of the candidates will will deliver. Uh, Coming out of the pandemic, we still don't really know, I don't believe, what the implications of Brexit are. There are so many uncertainties that I think if many businesses, and I would include mine, could just consolidate over the next 12 months, that won't be a bad place to be. And I don't think that is a lack of ambition. I think that's just realism. It's realism. And again, it's also adapting, isn't it, to changing circumstances. And sometimes it is very much a slow process. I mean, overnight success isn't always the, uh, the best way. So it isn't always about just sort of going for growth every time. We've we've seen incredible rises in paper prices over the last uh, seven or eight months. Um, in some cases, forty percent rises in costs. Now, we would naturally absorb some of those to try and protect our clients, but we can't afford to absorb that sort of level. And if energy prices, paper prices, transport prices—I mean, the price of fuel—just to get things delivered, these all have a knock-on effect and. In order to protect my workforce, I've got to pass on some of those costs. Now, if all of that keeps going, the 9% inflation that was announced this morning is going to continue. And there is no other way of protecting us from that in the short term. I will leave it up to the politicians and the economists to work out what to do about that long term. But I think we are in for a tricky situation over the next 12 to 24 months. And that's where we leaders have got to step up and do something uh, constructive and tangible to make sure that we are in the right place for our workforce. Exactly right. It is challenging times, isn't it? But it is a challenge that certainly we can overcome if we come together in that sense. Um, Richard, it's been fantastic again welcoming you onto the uh, the programme to sort of share what's going on within your business with us. Always fantastic to have people back on and just sort of looking back at what's uh, what's gone on. Um, and um, again, I mean, I'd even leave the door open for you to come back onto the show again in future when hopefully we sort of see these rising prices subsiding and, you know, we can enter something more of a prosperous period. Scott, thank you very much for your time this morning. It's been very nice to chat again. 
Likewise, Richard, and to all of the listeners tuning in as well, I do hope that you've thoroughly enjoyed our interview today with Richard B. Forth, Director of Sussex Print Management. And um, just to remind you, if you are the uh, owner of a business yourself or the head of an organisation and you feel that you have your own story of success or of challenge to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, we too want to hear from you. So why not apply to be on the show yourself via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. For now, you've been listening to today's episode of the Leaders' Council podcast with your host, Scott Chaloner. Please do take care and goodbye.